Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. I trust that you are doing well. And may God's Word transform your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We know God's Word can make a difference. That is why every day, every week, we keep coming with the Word of God. Because the Bible says that the Gospel is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. That's the key word. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Anyone who believes the gospel can be saved, can be healed, can be delivered. Amen. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel either. Hallelujah. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, Declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. This morning I can identify with Him. When he's talking about weakness and fear and much trembling, it's not talking about a fear of, of a rattlesnake. There, it's talking about a reverence for God. And, and when you encounter the presence of God, there's an awesomeness. There's, there, there's an awe that comes on you and, and, and you, you are in awe. And he says, my speech was not of wisdom or excellency of speech. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by, by, by this morning, by the end of this service, by the end of this message, may you encounter God as well. Amen. I said, may you encounter God as well. Amen. I said, may you encounter God as well. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Let's turn our Bibles to, in the book of Acts chapter 27. Acts 27. I'll give you the, the, background, the background to this. Uh, the Apostle Paul was, was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are online, please invite someone to this. Share this with someone and, and let them be a part of this. He was serving the Lord and God has said to him that he had to go and testify before Caesar. And they were, they, they were in a certain place and while they were there... Uh, they, they got to the, to the point where they wanted to take the journey. When much time has been spent and sailing was now dangerous because that was already over, Paul advised them saying, Man, I perceive that this voyage would end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, 
opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter day. Paul said, but he perceived by the Spirit of God, that's what we're talking about, hearing the voice, learning to know the voice of God. He said, look, this journey is going to be a dangerous journey. Let's stay here. The people said, no, we, 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 we are experienced. Um, we know the sea very well. We know how to navigate the ship. We are going to go ahead. We are talking about surviving life storms. So they did not listen to the Apostle Paul and they started going and when the south wind started blowing softly they said okay this is the this is the sign that we need we are going to go and in the middle of it the bible says that a storm and northeaster came along and the first day they started battling the storm the second day the bible says so, verse 15, when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her go. And running under the shelter of an island called Clodagh, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they are taking it on board, they use cables to undergird the ship, and fearing they should run aground on the Saturday sun, they struck sail, and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship, and on the third day, they threw, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appear for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we should be saved was finally given up. They started, the first thing that they started doing was to lighten the ship. And in the midst of the, of the storm, Ah, the only person that was not nervous and the only person that had their composure was the Apostle Paul. And the world is in a storm right now. The world is in confusion right now. The world is in chaos right now. And I can assure you by the word of the living God that the answer can only be found in God. The answer can only be found in Jesus. The answer can only be found in the church. And you see, so many times when people, I mean, people can be sailing along and when things are going well, they totally, we, we totally ignore God. And then when a storm comes along, when something comes along, people start, that is when we start seeking God. And depending on the severity of the situation, uh, people get more desperate. And, and if you are going through a test, a trial right now, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus you will take your eyes off of the circumstance. Maybe you will take your eyes off of the situation and begin to cry out to the Lord. The first thing they did was they began, they said, Lord, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, 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 they started repenting and lightening the ship. And in some cases, we have to start lightening some things getting rid of some things that hinder us in our walk with God and begin to take God seriously. Anything that stands in the way of our walk with the Lord, the time has come to lighten the ship and to say in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in, as we wrap up this year and as we enter a new year, Lord, 
I will not let anything come between me and you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I will seek you than ever before. I will cry out to you than ever before. I will seek you. I will go after you. Oh, like the psalmist of old said, as the deer pants after the water brooks, so, oh Lord, my heart pants after you. To see you, Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, when I shall come and appear before God. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that that is your heart cry in this season. As the deer pants after the water brooks in the dry place, in a dry season. Oh Lord, my soul pants for you, oh God. My soul tests for the living God. Oh Lord, I want to see your glory. Oh Lord, I want to see your power. Oh Lord, I want to see you at work in my life. Oh Lord, I want to see you at work in my family. Oh Lord, I want to know you more and more. He says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. God desires a close walk with each and every one of us. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we will not let anything stand between us and our walk with the Lord. My soul pants for you, O God. I test for you, O God, for the living God. Oh, thank God we don't serve a dead God. Oh, my soul pants for the living God. I know that when I cry out to the living God, Oh, Lord, he will pour water on him that is thirsty. When I go after God, when he becomes the most important thing in my life, when he becomes the thing that I desire, God will satisfy that test. Don't try to substitute God with anything. Anything that is in the way, decide that you are going to lighten the shiver. Decide that you are going to travel lighter. Decide that you are going to go after God. And I can assure you by the word of the living God. Ah, my Lord and my God. If you go after God, he will satisfy the longing of your heart. That which you have been seeking and searching. And nothing seems to be filling that void. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you seek after God, may God satisfy that longing. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. They began to throw things overboard. And they went to Paul. Oh, but thank God in the, in the, mid, in the midst of it. God has something to say. In the midst of the storm. You see, the storms of life come to all of us. Sometimes the storms of life that come to us may not necessarily be as a result of what you may have done wrong. Sometimes in, in families, in situations, there are abuse situations. And it comes. But sometimes also, if these people had listened to the Apostle Paul, they would not have been in that situation. Sometimes our disobedience, our hard-heartedness, it what causes the storms of life to come.
But thank God we serve a merciful God. Whether it was caused by disobedience or whether it was caused by virtue or someone else's mistake. Oh, thank God in the name of the Lord Jesus, when you cry out to the Lord, he will hear as a nation, as a people, in one way or the other, sometimes we shook our fist at God and we said, God, get out of our lives. God, we are not going to listen to you. We have this thing figured out. We are going to run our own, our own ship. But look at the mess that we find ourselves in. Only God can help us. Only God can deliver us. And thank God if you will repent, if we will cry out to the Lord, he is faithful and just and he will hear our cry and he will deliver us. The Bible says in verse 20, Acts 27 verse 20, he says, thank you Lord, Acts 27 verse 20, he says, now when neither sun nor stars appear for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we should be saved was finally given up. Maybe as we, as, as we are at this point in the year, you are at a point where it seems that there is no hope for you. Maybe it looks like there is no hope for your life. Maybe it looks like there is no hope for your family. Maybe it looks like there is no hope for your children. Maybe it looks like there is no hope for your health. Oh, maybe you, are, you, you look at yourself and you say, look at me. Oh, my life is a wreck. Maybe you are watching from the hotel. Maybe you are watching from the prison. Maybe you are watching from the sick bed. And you are saying that there is no hope for you. Thank God there is no hopeless situation with God. I said there is no hopeless situation with God. I said there is no hopeless situation with God. With God there is always a way out. With all God there is always hope. He said all hope that we should be saved was gone. In the midst of it, nothing should take place of God in our lives. Our money, our time, our talent, our treasure, our very bread that we have comes from God. And so many times, sometimes we go along and we neglect him. But I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus this morning as you endeavor to seek the Lord. I pray in Jesus' mighty name, God will draw near to you. I said God will draw near to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. So how are, we, are you going to deal and do with and survive this storm that has come on the air? How are you going to deal with the circumstance of life? The Bible says, thank you Lord. Let's notice some of the steps that the Apostle Paul took. And we can take those steps as well. But verse 21 says, but it says, after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and have not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. He says, and now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. 
For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted all those who sail with you. Take heart, man, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. And verse 29 says, Then fearing lest we should run on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stand and prayed for day to come. They dropped four anchors. They dropped four anchors. They dropped four anchors. At that point, some of them wanted to get out of the ship. Paul said, look, stay in this ship. If you get out, that is the end of your life. One day a storm, I mean, a storm was going to come on the earth in Noah's day. And Noah kept telling the people, look, there is a day coming where God is going to flood the earth. The Bible said that they looked at him as if he was joking. <laughs> you see, in these days and times, the first thing is to dedicate yourself to make it in this season is to dedicate yourself and your family to god when the flood came on the earth the bible says only eight people were saved few people eight people noah and his family noah heard the word of the living god he kept telling his generation that listen to me that is the same thing Paul was doing here. You should have listened to me. You did not listen. But in this circumstance, if you are going to make it, this is not the time to jump ship. This is not the time to leave the ship. The ark of God preserved Noah and his family in these days. Oh, the ark of God. Oh, the church of God that he has established in these days. This is the time to get into the presence of God. If not, you're not going to make it. Dedicate your life and your family to God. Lord, like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24 verse 15. That is why the family is under such attack. Because as goes the family, so goes the nation. Ah, Joshua said, in these days and in these times, I am making a choice. I am making a decision. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose your, for yourself this day whom you serve, whether the gods from which, which your father said that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. But as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. Noah said, if you people are not going to listen, that's okay. Ah, but as for me and my house, we are getting into the ark. We are getting into this ark. The people were laughing at him. The people, they said, what are you doing? He kept preaching. The Bible calls him. He kept preaching in his generation. If you are going to make it in this season, the first thing is to dedicate your life and your family to serving the Lord. 
He said, don't leave this ship. If you leave this ship, you are not going to make it. By now, he, by then he had, he had their attention. <laughs> <laughs> the first time that he said, we are experienced fishermen. We know what we are doing. We, we, are, we know the sea very well. The second time when he said, listen, you should have listened to me. He didn't listen, but now listen. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus if you are watching or listening pay attention right now as God is speaking to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ begin to travel light Lord my time belongs to you Lord in my family uh, we, we, we belong to you oh God don't put anything else ahead of the Lord In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then begin to cry out to the Lord. Four anchors to keep the ship. The second thing is build your foundation on the word of the living God. In Matthew chapter 7, thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 7, the Bible says, let's go there. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will look like in him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the wings blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But whoever hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sun. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wings blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Notice that the storm came to both these people. The storms of life come to all of us. The world is going through a difficult season. It comes to all of us. But he sees that the wise person is the one that hears. Not only hears these things of mine and does them. That is the wise person. That is the person who is building his house on the rock. That is the person who is anchored. He said, let's throw four anchors. That is the person who is anchored. It's one thing to hear the word of God. And it's another thing to do the word of God. It's one thing to hear the word of God. And say, okay, this, this, you, you are sounding nice and all good. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. Oh, but this morning I'm looking at a company of people who are determined that say, as we hear the word of God, 
we are going to do the word of God. And as you endeavor to do the word of God, I can assure you that you are acting like a wise person. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, when the storms of life come, your house will stand. Do you know that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all that is going on in the air, some people are not feeling it. Not everybody is feeling it. Don't deceive yourself. <laughs> Our foundation is on the rock. Before the storm came, we are that deep and our foundation was upon the rock. So Jesus is not nervous and neither are we nervous. No, no, I'm not nervous. No, no. My foundation is on the rock. Oh, but the day comes when maybe you get a negative doctor's report. Maybe you get the news that you have been laid off the job. Maybe you get the news, um, 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 the bad news. What are you going to do? Sometimes we are talking about it on Friday. Some miracles take time. Some miracles happen instantly. Some miracles, if they don't happen, you are going to be in shame. Oh, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, Paul said, in the midst of it, I've heard from God. Everybody relax. <laughs> he was the only person not afraid on the ship. Because he says, I belong to God. Just, you, 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 the, the foundation has to be there. Who do you belong to? One time, <laughs> I was in Alaska, and I had a driver, and he was driving me, and it was, it was like September or October. And we got into some mountain area and it had already started snowing. And thank God for his protection. This person that was driving the vehicle was from California. <laughs> Bless the Californians. <laughs> and it started snowing heavily in, 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 in Alaska. And there was this river on the sun. And when, when he was driving, some way, somehow, the car swerved and we were about to enter that river. Oh, but some way, somehow, also, the car came right back on the road. That's God's protection. That's God's angel. God knew I have a destiny. He has a plan for my life. I, I'm not going to perish in, 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 on the, in the mountains in Alaska. <laughs> like the apostle boy must testify I said brother you get off the seat I'm from Colorado I know how to drive a little bit in snow let me take over this car and get us where we are going I'm not ready to die here please let me take over this car <laughs> you, you get you are simmering and nervous <laughs> I said, you get down. I'm, 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 I'm calm here. You get down from this car. I will drive this car. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> but in that moment, 
You see, my foundation was on the Lord Jesus Christ. While he was shivering and not knowing what to do, I was praising the Lord and I was saying, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must dig in this time and season. Your foundation must go deep. He says that that was the wise person. You must get to the place where you say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. Whatever you reveal to me in your word, I will do it. The rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew and beat on that house. Now we are talking about on Friday, it seems like trouble after trouble. Rain, when one comes, another comes to, re one goes, another replaces it. Oh, but in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, if your foundation is on the Lord Jesus Christ, I can assure you by the word of the living God, you will stand. I said you will stand. I said you will stand. I said you will stand. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But the question is, who do you belong to? Or if you belong to the Lord, are you a doer of the word of the living God? Paul says, I know my God, the God in the midst of it, of it all, he said, verse 23, Acts 27, 23, he says, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. That's the key. That's the key. To whom I belong. You watching, listening, who do you belong to? Who is your God? Who do you serve? When it comes down to it, ask yourself that question. Who do you belong to? Do you belong to the Lord God? Do you know the Lord God? He says, the one who stood by me, the angel of God whom I belong and whom I serve. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? You are going to say something. Everybody is going to say something. Someone. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, that you make a choice. You make a decision. People that don't know God were the one shivering. And in fear, the one that knows God, you have to, the uncle has to be deep. Let down that uncle. Build your foundation on the word of the living God. No matter the storm that comes, the financial storm, the inflation storm, the, the sickness storm, whatever the storm is, if your foundation is built on the word of God, you are going to make it. I see you making it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you making it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you making it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The person who is willing to hear the word of God and do it 
It says in verse 24, 27, 24, do not be afraid, Paul, for you might be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. God will not only deliver you, but through you, others will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I have given everybody on the ship to you. And you can trust the Apostle Paul. He was a preacher. You see, you can't keep us preachers down. No. If you put a preacher in prison, when you put, when you put him in prison, you will keep preaching. When you put him in the ship on a storm, you will keep preaching. If you genuinely love God, no matter where you find yourself, you will look for that opportunity to tell people about the Lord Jesus. These people were in despair. Maybe you are in despair right now. Maybe you are feeling hopeless. They said all hope that we should be saved was gone. This morning, God is coming to you with, his, with a message of hope and saying that there is still hope for you. If you build your foundation on that rock, God will come through for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But when he heard the word of the Lord, he says, Take heart, man. Take heart, people. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. To survive in the storm, you must believe the word of the living God. Believe the word of the living God. And as you believe the word of the living God, you will come out all right. You see, un unbelief is, is, is not persuaded. Even if someone will say, an angel hasn't appeared to me to tell me anything. Peter put it this way. We have a more sure word of prophecy in the Bible. The Bible says that holy men of God spoke the word of God as they were moved by God. This Bible is not just paper and ink. Or now we have it on electronic devices. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> God lives in his word. The Bible says that the word of God is living and active. Hebrews chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is living. It is alive. It has the power 
power to take a prostitute and turn that person into a woman of God. It has the power to take a drug addict and turn their lives into a person of God. It has the power to take a murderer like Saul who was killing the people of God and turn him into an apostle. That word of God is alive and active in the name of the Lord Jesus as that word of God enters your life this morning. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus may it transform your life and turn your life around. It will change your life if you are willing. Man, I sense the presence of God here. It will change your life if you are willing to let it change your life. The word of God is living and powerful. No prophecy of the Bible came by private interpretation. First Peter chapter 1 verse 20. Knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So we say Lord this word of God is my foundation. This is what I live by in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. How are we going to make it? We must return. You see, the solution is in the house of the Lord. Jesus said the only thing that he is building on this earth, in Matthew 6, 18, he says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not, will not prevail against it. No, no, no. So if you want to be able to make it, get into the house of the Lord. And in, as we wrap up the year, as we enter another year, decide in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah, that I will build my life around God and his church. He says, stay in the ark. The psalmist of old said in Psalm 73, notice this. Psalm 73. Thank you, Lord. My Lord and my God. He says, from verse 14. He says, for all day long, I have been played and trusting every morning. For I, I said, for I said, I will speak thus. Behold, I will have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought of how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Let me read it from the King James. He says, all day long, the classic King James, I've been, have I been plagued and chastened every morning. I am going through a difficult time. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of your children. When I thought of this, it was too painful for me. 
I am plagued. I am tested. I am going through a storm. I am going through a difficult season. It is too painful for me. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. He says, I was envious of the foolish. Verse 3. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, there are no bands in their end. Their strength is firm. It seemed. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued. These, all these things are going on. I am overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I am trusting. I tried to figure it out in my head. I couldn't figure it out. I could not understand it until, until, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Friends, when we gather in the presence of God, when we are worshiping, when we are praising the Lord, when you hear the word of God being preached, something is going on. Somewhere, somehow, this morning you are receiving understanding. He said, I did not understand what was going on. To make it in the storm, you have to get in the ark and stay there. He said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood. Then I understood until then. He was beating his head against the wall. He couldn't figure it out. I can tell you by the word of the living God. In the midst of the storm. The only person that had the word of God in there. Was the one that was sent of God. The people could not figure it out. I said until I went into the sanctuary of God. And I understood. Build your life. Around God and his church. That's the only thing God is building, Jesus is building in this earth. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will build. It's a firm foundation to be on. And then finally, begin to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Don't deny the power of the Holy Spirit. They let down some anchors. In this season and in this time, I pray your greatest desire will be that you will know the Lord. That's my desire. That's my heart desire. Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, may I know you more and more. He sent us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. He's with us all the time. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. God is with us all the time. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you cooperate with the Lord, I see God delivering you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Your life will not be lost. 
Oh, even if you have lost anything in this season. Oh, as you return to the Lord. The Bible says that if you return to me, I will return to you. May God take over your life and do something with it. We are at the point. Oh, the Apostle Paul was the one that said, and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus in Philippians chapter 3. Verse 10, my God, my God, my God. That I may know him. Lord, I want to know you more and more. Lord, you are the one that I desire. Lord, I want to see your glory and your power in a dry and testy land. As the deer pants after the water brook, so my heart pants after you, O God, that I may know you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If that storm helps draws you near to God, then that's a good thing. But don't wait for that storm. In the name of the Lord Jesus, even when things are going well, just decide that, Lord, you are the one that I desire to know. You are the one that I desire more than anything else. You are the one that I want to draw closer to you every single day of my life. Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you mean more to me than anything else. You are first in my life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let God take over your life. 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 Ah, you cannot try to get out of the storm without God. That's not going to work. You can only make it when you get into a right relationship with God. Or if you have not been taking God seriously in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you say, Lord, I should have listened to you back then when you were talking to me. I didn't listen, but in this season, I am making a choice, Lord. I am making a decision, Lord. I will listen to your word. I will obey your word. You will be first in my life. You are the one, oh God, that means much more to me than anybody. Our God looks looking throughout the earth. And in every generation, thank God he has his people. And you are among the people of God. In Noah's day, he found Noah. In Enoch's day, he found Enoch. In Paul's day, he found the apostle Paul. Ah, my Lord and my God. In these days and times, he has found you as well. And thank God in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are in this season and all throughout our lives, drawing closer to God than ever before. Our Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh God, this is the time that our desire is that we may know you, Lord, and the power of your resurrection be made conformable unto your death and your likeness. We are not going to let anything stand in our way. We have known you in time past, my Lord. 
Our desire is to draw closer. Our desire is to know you more. Our families, Lord. Our children, Lord. Everything that we have belongs to you. Nothing else matters more than you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we lighten our shame. Nothing will stand in our way, oh God. And Lord, as we do, thank you that you are taking over that song. You are taking over that battle. You are taking over that impossible circumstance. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we will make safety safely to the other side. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Take heart. God will see you through. If you are willing to hear the word of the living God and to cooperate with him, he will bring you to your safe heaven. I said he will bring you to your safe heaven. The God that I belong to, the God that I serve, nothing, no situation is too hopeless for the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus I came trembling. I came in awe. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may all that God has planned and purpose for you, your life, your family, our nation, Lord, I pray, may God have mercy on us. May God have mercy on us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, revive us one more time. Revive us one more time. Let's look at that verse again that we saw on Friday. Let's wrap up with that. Ezra chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my Lord and my God. Verse 8. He says this, and now. For a little while, grace has been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a peg in his holy place that our God may enlighten our eyes and give us a measure of revival in our bondage. In the midst of our captivity, in the midst of the chaos in the world, Lord, give us a revival in our bondage. Give us a revival in our captivity. When we start crying out to him, he says, a little while, grace has been shown to us from the Lord. <coughs> And he's left us a remnant of escape. There is always a people in the earth. I will say no matter what. Lord. And usually he starts with a company of people like that. Revive us in our bonding. Lift up your hands and let's pray. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. 
you may reach us at 719-235-5535. 